0: This might not be our last season preview podcast, but we're getting close enough. We can talk about some real basketball now, which is uh, very exciting to me. I'm sure it's very exciting for Cheryl Reeve. This is the Cheryl Reeve Show, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. You know the deal. Subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's the easiest way to listen. It's free, or you can go to TalkNorth.com and see all the shows, or you can go to talk or follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see all the shows across the network as they are released. Uh, thanks to our producer Brandon Morton. Thank you to Rudy Luther Toyota. Local Realtor, Cara Quinn, and Successful Marketing Group. All right, Cheryl, uh, let's just start with this. Uh, You've had some practice now. You have an idea what your roster looks like, even though you're missing a couple of players, and the the opener is not that far away. How are you feeling about your team and, and everything in general right now?
1: Well, I would say uh, if if it was this time last week and we had this discussion, I would have been a little crankier about where we were, but um, after a, a few days of, I, I thought, some really good work, some really, uh, you know, you have to go through the first week and get your first, uh, in our case of scrimmage, out of the way to sort of illuminate for everyone, you know, what needs to happen, you know, where we are and how far we have to go and we better get to work. Uh, so that's what happened to us in the first week and you know, went down to Atlanta, it was really good to to go play against somebody else. And, um, you know, and then, and then we got back and on Monday and really, you know, get, get really kind of uh, increased our effort in our, in our staples and to make sure that we're a good team when, when, uh, you know, when game one next, you know, next on, on the 14th uh, against Phoenix, that we're a good team. We're not trying to, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that, you know, you, yes, we'll be better off later in the season, probably than earlier in the season, but I still want to be good. Um, I don't want to have this. Your offense has to catch up to your defense, and all that, all that stuff. So that requires a lot of work. And to this point, I would say our second week in the last three days have been our best work for sure.
0: I was disappointed. I was gonna, I was hoping to watch the Atlanta uh, preseason game slash scrimmage, whatever it ended up being called, and couldn't see it. So, can you tell us just what what your team looked like in that game, and and what jumped out at you?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm probably pretty thankful uh, that you couldn't <laughs> see it. <laughs> um, we, you know, you know, we had some goals as a staff and we went, we went down there, some goals that we wanted to accomplish. And, you know, the, the first week was, was more limited than, than what I recall in a training camp in terms of what we felt like we, we should do, uh, or what we could do based on, uh, conditioning levels of the players. And so we're still dealing with the effects of COVID and, you know, having international players that are still, you know, dealing with shutdowns and, uh, therefore facilities harder and just, we, we were, you know, I guess maybe a little surprised that, that, you know, we were still dealing with that. Uh, and so if you didn't play overseas, you know, and so if you were all training camp, that probably meant that, uh, your, your season had already ended if you did play or you didn't play. And, and so we were very, very cautious in that first week. And, I think as a result of that, you know, we, we just didn't, you know, get where we needed to be. Uh, we did work on transition defense, probably one of the few times over the last uh, few years, it's become an emphasis. And so because it was an emphasis, I was really disappointed uh, in how we responded to Atlanta uh, running the floor. You know, turnover certainly, you know, could contribute to, to that a little bit, but our floor balance was horrendous. Um, and so, Again, I'd rather it happen down in Atlanta in a preseason situation than, uh, you know, on the 14th against Phoenix. Uh, so, so you know, just just in terms of, I, I thought offensively we we showed some, you know, some good things, and a lot of times your offense, you know, can be pretty far behind. I don't feel like that's the case for us. Um, we didn't play still very much. We didn't play Dantas very much. It was good to get Natalie, you know, just in a Lynx uniform and kind of doing the things that we're going to ask her to do. It's really good to see Jeff Shepard out there uh, knees doing well and, and her, you know, knocking the rust off, um, you know, guard play wise, we had a lot of new players. So it was, it was, um, I guess as you'd expect after only a week of practice, you know, there was, there were some good moments and there were some other moments that you go, okay, we got, we got a lot of work to do, which is what we expected.
0: It, it is amazing how often uh, you know, transition defense isn't something that anybody writes about in a season preview or or bases picks upon. And yet it's amazing how often it's a deciding factor or, or it really or when you have a, either a young team or a team that's new together, how often that is lacking.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it was just that going that extra step uh, in all starts. And, you know, again, we, we talked about it a lot. We, we drilled it. Uh, from the very first day, just establishing our principles and, uh, you know, in a breakdown you know, a situation where it's just three players where we, you know, talked about identifying, you know, not by position, it's not your player that you run to. And that's the hardest habit for players to break. Uh, it's certainly ideal if you can match up to who you, you know, who you'd like to to match on or your team would like you to match on. But so many times it's not the case. And, you know, the principal nature of of what you're stopping uh, you know, stopping the ball, making sure you're at the hoop, and make sure you got you cover strong side. Um, everything else after that, you you can sort of contend with as people fill back in. You know, off of maybe rebounding the ball. So it's it just, uh, yeah, it's it's not that hard. Um, but what we found was, you know, we we'd run our offense, you know, five on zero, and we'd identify for them in practice and say, you know, hey, you got to get back. You know, if Crystal drives the ball. Crystal's not going to be the one that's going to be first back. You know, we got to make sure sometimes maybe you're usually a rebounder, but there are some possessions that you can't get in there because the floor isn't balanced. And, and we like to get two back and like to get in our tandem. And, and it just, uh, you know, in the first week, it was verbal. I got back. And so uh, when you watch the video, um, the ball's hitting the rim and players that are supposed to be getting back have not left their spots. Uh, and so when the ball's traveling to the hoop, that's when you're supposed to be making your way, uh, cause you're not crashing. And if you don't do that, then you're starting from behind and this league is fast and the ball's getting up the floor fast. Everybody wants to run. Uh, and so we just improved our, uh, recognition of timing, you know, to get to our spots and it wasn't enough just to identify who had back. So we, we've, you know, we've turned it up quite a bit in our transition, um, you know, hopefully we've cleaned it up and, you know, we play a preseason game against uh, Washington on Saturday. Um, and it's, it sure better be
0: improved. <laughs> Let's get to a big picture. Look ESPN did rank, uh, do its preseason rankings for the WNBA. We want to remind you if you'd like to sponsor this show or the networking you can reach former twins executive, Karen Cleary, K C L E A R Y at talknorth.com. Thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton, and everyone who does sponsor the program. Uh, so ESPN, I was surprised by this. They had you ranked six in their preseason rankings and, you know, listen, I think we all know Vegas is pretty loaded and S- Seattle was excellent last year, won the title. Then they have Chicago sky, number three, you know, with Candace Parker arriving the mystics, the champion two years ago, getting healthier. Uh, they have fourth and they have Phoenix, uh, who you beat by one game, in the regular season last year, they have them fifth. And then they have the Minnesota Lynx at sixth, followed by the Los Angeles Sparks. Any any thought on those rankings?
1: Uh, no, other than they're just necessary. You know, sure. it's a starting point, you know, for people to start talking about the season. Uh, it never really means anything to us. No. Um, some people use it as motivation. You know, we we didn't care that people had us counted out of, of playoff contention last year in these in this preseason polls, despite having Sylvia Fowles. I've always said this, you have Sylvia Fowles, you have a chance. Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, you know, I get it. You know, there's there's a lot of good teams. I think that's what it speaks to is I think we have a really good team. Um, you know, we, we've got to integrate everybody, but there's been a lot of change that people have to integrate uh, or reintegrate. You know, if, if somebody missed the season last year, like a Cam Beige or Tina Charles in Washington, or a Deladon, um, you know, and then you know throw in free agency and, and trades. You know, we're all in the same boat in that there's there's been some change. There's been some. Uh, turnover on the teams. And so I think it's pretty darn wide open. Uh, There are a lot of really good teams. And, uh, you know, there's no bad team, I'll say that. But then there's some teams, you know, as Bill Lambeer likes to say, you got to have star players. And if you have star players, you have a chance. And without star players, it gets a lot harder. It doesn't mean you can't. Uh, Good news for us is I I think we have some star players.
0: And uh, the rankings were done in the preseason. It's basically, a, it's not just a ranking, it's a full article. It's done by Michelle Vopel, old friend of mine who does a really good job covering the league. So it's its all rational stuff. It's just really interesting to see how you do rank these teams because there's just been so much change. And, you know, it's hard to know exactly how much to, to stock to put in what happened last year in the bubble. A lot of free agents' moves. Your free agent moves are fascinating, of course. Uh, by the way, I, you know, I didn't, I don't know if I addressed this specifically with you last week. Uh, do you have any, in, any feel as to when you know collar and McBride might be back.
1: Yeah, but first before I say that, I think, you know, it's interesting that you say that, that, you know, the the bubble, it feels like to me that we finished in the top four and we didn't have Sylvia Fowles and we added McBride and Powers and Achanwa. Mm-hmm. And you know, we weren't considered a top four team. So it feels like to me that maybe people don't believe the quality of what we did in the bubble. Uh, and that's, you know, that, that, you know, it's one of those things, I guess, um, you know, you can't control what other people think, but it's interesting. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that as a team probably, uh, but McBride and, uh, fee, uh, the update, uh, McBride is up one to zero in her series. Uh, had a great you know, we're game. Open first. she had a great game. So she's taking things into her own hands. She wants to get back to, uh, back to the WNBA and get to her, her new team. Uh, so she, that's what she was expressing in her game today. Um, and, uh, so obviously we're hoping for a, a sweep. The, the game was a little bit too close. Um, then, then you know, we, I like prefer that it's just going to be an absolute blowout. Uh, but it's not the case. You know, these, these are hard games over there with, with good players. Um, and then Collier, uh, did not play in this, this last go around. Um, uh, um, but, but we'll play, uh, her and Maisha Hans-Allen, uh, weren't able to play, uh, the, the opponent contacted the French Federation, um, and, and, you know, there was some issue about them being in the country for seven days because they each left the country. Uh, so the morning of the game, they were ruled out. <laughs> so, and they still won. Um, so, but fee, fee likely is, you know, you're talking, uh, you know, we open up next week and she's probably not finishing until next week. And, uh, we've talked about the protocols, you know, the negative tests. And so it'll, you know, fee's, fee's going to miss multiple games, you know, uh, probably more games than McBride. Hmm.
0: It's, uh, it's too bad, but but you you know, you know do have some depth. I want to get back to something you just said about the ESPN thing. Uh, we do want to thank our sponsors, though. And let's start with Rudy Luther Toyota, sponsoring the Cheryl Reef Show and other shows at TalkToWorth.com. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage, 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. i also like to tell you about the new, there, you can find Cara Quinn's information everywhere including LinkedIn, including Vibe Realty, but the easiest, most direct way to find out about her is to go to Cara Quinn Realtor C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N Realtor.com It's her new website. It's, uh, it's a really well done website. I'm kind of envious of it. And uh, you'll find out about her biography, what she can do for you buying and selling a home. She's going to start up a blog. She already offers a lot of tips in her other uh, iterations across the internet. And uh, if if you're new to listening to the Cheryl Reeve show, or if you haven't heard about Cara before, I'll just summarize things very quickly. Uh, She has done a lot of great things in education uh, she decided she wanted to help people uh, find great homes in the Twin Cities. She's an expert at that. She has a great appreciation for architecture and neighborhoods. Uh, she has she knows where to look. She can help you sell. Uh, she's a great person to work with. Uh, she's been a great friend of this show for a long time now. So check her out at com if you are buying, selling, or contemplating either. And we also want to thank our longtime friend, Glory Ramsey, who is a uh, been sponsoring the show for a long time, and has uh, done some great charitable work in conjunction with this show and TalkNorth.com, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com, check out SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. Hey, Glory here with Successful Marketing Group. As you know, I work with local businesses, and right now, I'd love your help in supporting local Twin Cities restaurants. This month, I'd like to spotlight Day by Day Cafe. They've been a St. Paul institution since 1980. My daughter and I have been going there for almost 20 years. They're family-owned and loved for their scratch kitchen breakfast and magical outdoor patio with Koi Pond. Oh, and their new wood Woodfire Pizzas are a big hit. Go to my Instagram at Successful Biz Owners for more info on them. Well, you said something, you know, you, you piqued my interest with what you had to say about the rankings and what your teams are. It, it, it always it reminds me of something somebody said to me once in sports, can't remember who it was, which is, you know, when somebody says you overachieved, is that a compliment or an insult? Because I think the perception is, <laughs> the perception is that you overachieved in the bubble last year uh, by becoming a Final Four team. And you know, again, is that does that mean that hey, we we think very highly of what you did, or does it mean we didn't think you were really that good?
1: Well, I think uh, you know it's interesting because those that write these uh, stories, these these previews, um, I, I wonder what they base them on, and there'll be a lot more. And there's some that I put a little more stock into than others, and those are the ones that are able to use analytics and use past performance of players to project future performance. And so there was actually, um, last year, one medium, I don't remember exactly who it was. I should, to give them, to give them credit. Uh, but they had us finishing fourth. Um, uh, I think most people like Michelle Vopel, it's a little more subjectivity I think of, uh, maybe how she views the the star players and, uh, just her time in the league. And, and so, um, I think there's a little bit of that at play. And so, you know, can I say this that, you know, perhaps that maybe there are reasons for it. And I'm not saying um, in every case, it's almost like when you look at uh, mock drafts, uh, when somebody says they went much higher than expected. Well, expected by who? The people that we're writing about that don't have the inside information, (laughs) you know? So it's sometimes, so it's, to me, it's kind of similar to that, that, uh, you know, what is this, what is it based on? That's what I'd like to know. And there are some there are some previews and rankings that I'll pay particular attention to. Um, and and if, if you value uh, the analytics and, and, and um, you know, the idea of, you know, like our friend David Berry wins produced, mm-hmm. um, you know, he'll he'll uh, he'll oftentimes laugh at uh, some of the projections and the reason for them, including uh, some of the draft prospects.
0: Yes. Uh, no, and I really love following David on Twitter. We're going to get him – I'm going to get him on my new – I have a new show, by the way, for anybody listening to us on Cheryl Reeve. I have a new show, Blocked and Needed, with Jim Suhan. I've had some cool guests, including Mike Vec this week. I do plan on having David Barry on uh, sometime soon because I'm fascinated by the way he looks at sports. And uh, he's not shy about telling you what he thinks. And, and he has good reason for what he thinks, which is great. Uh, and that that's the interesting thing is you finished fourth last year. or a final You were Final Four team last year, and you added – two stars and a very talented, uh, you know, versatile uh, big. And you did that with Sylvia Fowles not necessarily being healthy down the straight. It, it would seem that those things would indicate that you have a shot at being, you know, conservatively a top three team.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's I, whether, you know, I mean, at least top four uh, would, would make sense to me. Uh, again, unless you, you know, you, you felt that, you know that overachieving part was maybe like oh that's, that wasn't real you know that that was a fluke you know that's what overachieving can mean uh in some in some instances but um you know i i know what we did i know why we did it uh we have productive players and when you have productive players doesn't you know i think people get caught up in you know like it didn't we didn't scare anybody when we're rolling out there with bridget carlton you know playing there we didn't scare anybody. But she's incredibly productive and Nafisa Collier is incredibly productive. Crystal Dangerfield was only average uh, in terms of productivity. She just happened to be really, really good in the fourth quarter, uh, where she where she won some games for us. And you know, we're adding productive players to the group. and And our most productive player, Sylvia Fowles, when she went out, I, I will uh, admit to being very concerned about our ability, um, you know, to step it up. We had we had to ask for more productivity out of players who have been. Probably more on the average side, productivity-wise, like a Demiris Dantas, she had to move that that move that needle uh, in terms of rebounding the ball, in terms of how she thought of herself uh, offensively, and, and, and shot selection, and diversifying it. And um, so, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's interesting. Like I said, I'm, I mean, I'm I, I don't lose any sleep over any of the rankings, um, other than the ones that, uh, like I said, that that really use the metrics that. That we know it takes to, to win games, and I wish we had more of it. I wish there was a greater analysis. Uh, what you know, what I thought, what stood between us and the finals last year uh, was defense and rebounding. Um, you know, because our offense was exceptional, and and uh, defense and rebounding, you know, and we we addressed that uh, in the in the McBride and Aerial Powers and Achanwa signings, and obviously having Sill So I we're automatically going to be much improved. Uh, so it, it's just really interesting, and you know, I. You know, maybe you can call Michelle and ask her what her thoughts are. I don't I don't know that she's ever really um, held Minnesota in the highest of regards. Really? Interesting. I like Michelle and we have, you know, a great relationship, but it just seems like there's just always something she doesn't believe in. I'm starting to think after a decade, it's probably she doesn't believe in, in me, you know, as the coach, like I'm the problem for her. She's like, yeah, but they got that Reeve character and, you know, I don't know, she'll probably try to screw it up. So maybe that, maybe it's me.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I know Michelle from basically from, from covering the links and, you know, just being around her first, I like her. And second of all, uh, I think she, you know, I think she's, she really loves the league. I've just, she, I've never gotten anything from my conversations with her that wasn't complimentary about you or the team. So well,
1: who knows? Yeah. You know? I don't but, mean to say that. I don't, I don't yeah. mean to say that at all. Yeah, no, i am just, it's it just, like I said, I don't really, um, I don't put a lot of stock into it. That's not to disrespect anybody, but uh, again, there sure. are certain, I, I, it's opinion. It's an opinion. Yeah,
0: and, yes. and, and I know from doing yeah, this kind all of excited. stuff, yeah, I, I know from doing this stuff, kind of stuff for decades and decades uh, that, you know, sometimes, sometimes previews and things like that are, you know, really are digging the science and try to figure out some formulas. And sometimes they are just kind of almost entertainment, you know, like they're like yeah, movie reviews where you just kind of have them. And, fun and you
1: know, them. You know, it takes courage to do them because you can't win. You know, somebody's no. not happy. Right. <laughs> so, well, that, that I can I absolutely
0: it. attest to, yes. Uh, next week, uh, I want to talk about some specific players. I'm really intrigued by Carlton, Bannum, their roles, you know, their growth, all those kinds of things. Yeah. For today, let's talk about Sylvia, just how, how she look, how she feel.
1: Well, she looks good, and, you know, she looked good last year when she came into the bubble. But I will say a key thing, key difference, um, you know, she'll always be ready. You know, Syl is so passionate about uh, playing for the Lynx and and being a leader and doing everything uh, right and and uh, but the, there's a, a subtle difference in the way that she trained um, because what what sort of told us last year was that when you're not playing year round um, you know again still trained but it didn't prepare herself especially if lower leg you get a little bit older. Uh, for the for the pounding that was going to take place and again so quickly so uh the muscle fatigue and the calves and so you know we we sort of tweaked the the way that she trained to prepare her lower body uh to handle you know more of a, a sudden ramp up um in in the in the contact um you know with with, with her legs on the floor and jumping etc so uh we're hopeful you know that this will be helpful to her and then as everybody knows we're you know we're going to um you know, as much as we can without distracting her. Cause I think you can overdo it, um, you know, and, and be a distraction with the idea of less is more. Uh, I just told her, you just go play and I'm going to manage you. I don't want her coming in every day and thinking about, you know, kind of being half in half out, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, that's, she's just not good at that. And and I don't want her to think about those things because I need her very best. And, and, you know, if I, if I sub for her and if I limit her minutes, and she doesn't know I'm doing it. Just go play. And uh, but she knows that that's necessary. Um, and, you know, I told her, I said, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather take it really slow and, and have you for, for the end uh, this time. And I know she wants that. She really felt like she missed out on um, you know, a special season last year.
0: And I, I want to talk more about still next week as well. I know you don't have a ton of time here yet. Usually we do talk about the real world and social justice. Is there anything you wanted to bring up today? Yeah. Stop
1: disrespecting women, uh, yeah. here locally, uh, you know, women's sports. Uh, I'll just, uh, that'll be a very general statement. You can go to my Twitter feed. To, yep. Know, to I saw it. The last... <laughs> and I you're just, right. Just, just stop it. Uh, you know, you know, be intentional when, when somebody says they didn't intend something, you got to be intentional. You know, you have a big responsibility when you're a sports editor and you have to be intentional and, and think about what you're doing and it's disrespectful. Um, And again, you know, I I won't go further than that.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate you bringing (laughs) it up. I agree with you. And uh, we'll talk more about that as the season goes on. I know you have to get going right now. Uh, Great stuff as always. I appreciate your time, Cheryl. Thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you to our sponsors and everyone who listens and has listened to the show. Check out our new show. We also have Lavelle Neal added to our baseball show now, Chin Music, uh, which is a lot of fun. And uh, just thank you. Thank you, everyone who listens. We'll talk to you soon.